0: to extreme athletes and monks to discuss happiness, success, and fulfillment, to uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. Yo, yo, what's up, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Stay Grounded. Thank you for being here. So I know you guys probably noticed this, but this is the 150th episode of Stay Grounded. That's a lot. (laughs) You know, like, I mean, and that's 150 guest episodes. So this is either somebody being on the other end of me or, you know, this this is 150 real conversations. This doesn't include any of the solo episodes. This doesn't include any of the sort of daily episodes we were doing during uh, when coronavirus really kicked off. So, This is a a huge step for me and one that I just want to take a moment to uh, thank all of you for making possible. When I started this podcast, it really was just a way for me to actually have conversations with other people that were intriguing and exciting. And along the way, the show became my own personal tool for learning. It became the place I went to to find answers, to the place I went to to dig deeper into my own soul. And to discover the things that are going to help me create a more extraordinary life. And it's changed so much, it's grown so much, but the ethos has always been the same. Beautiful, beautiful conversations with people from all walks of life. And uh, to bring today's episode full circle, I am so, so, so excited to be introducing my wonderful friend, Georgina L. Morshetti. So Georgina is, uh, I mean, she and I have been friends for years now, and we've enjoyed countless deep dive conversations. And the topic of today's real episode is journaling. Georgina is the host of the Writing Your Best Self podcast and an avid journaler herself. But I wanted to bring her on because she has firsthand sort of seen my journey from day one. I mean, she we've known each other, I think, since 2017, when I was really kind of getting my my ball my balls rolling with entrepreneurship, and she's seen me all the way till now. And she has a unique sort of behind-the-scenes perspective on how journaling has had such a big impact on my life. And so... When I think about it, if I didn't start journaling at the time that I did, I wouldn't be where I am right now. It's because, you know, journaling is one of those things where it's, it's, it's constant reflection and constant visioning. So you're, you're, you're consistently looking backwards so that you can jump forward and, and, and allow yourself to be as present as you can in every moment. Journaling is almost like your, your container for tracking how you're doing and how you want to live into the version of the life that you want to be in. And so in this episode, we talk about all of my journaling secrets. I mean, every single thing that I've used over the past years, we share on this episode. We talk a lot about how gratitude journaling is one of my favorite kinds of journaling and how to do it. We take a deep look at my daily, weekly, monthly, and annual journaling practices. We go deep into how you can actually do emotional journaling, or even just cataloging your emotions while you're journaling so that you can move even faster present moment awareness is a powerhouse of learning and how you can use journaling to really allow presence to be the greatest teacher that you have, how to embody the lessons your journal teaches you. I mean, there's so much in this episode that I'm just so excited to share with you all. And Georgina is just such a, I mean, Georgina has the unique ability to ask questions that crack you open and connect you back with your soul. I mean, she has been doing this with me behind the mic, behind the scenes for years And I'm just so excited that we finally got a chance to bring her wonderful, incredible gifted talents to the show so that all of you can peel back the curtain on my own journaling practices so that you can all transform your life through your own and step into the version of creation life expansion that you've always wanted. So enjoy it. If you guys haven't already, subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, or any of the podcast apps. All that means is that every single time we release a new episode like this, it falls straight into your phone. Leave us a review. If you guys, if you guys have been listening for any of the 150 episodes and anything I said out to you, leave us a review. Reviews go such a long way in helping other people find the show, and and it also goes a long way in just helping me realize what I'm doing well and what I'm not doing well. I mean, I read your I read your reviews and I use that feedback to craft even better conversations, better guests, and more. So anyways, I hope you guys are, are doing great. I know that there's a lot happening right now in the world, especially in the United States with the election coming around the corner. Um, I hope you guys are taking the time to, to be present, to tap in and and honestly use journaling as um, and if you haven't been using journaling as a way to sort of process some of these heavy experiences that are happening in life right now, I hope this episode inspires you to do that. So anyways, without further ado, my friends, here is the amazing Georgina and myself. Cheers.
1: Raj, this is such a this is such a strange situation because we've had so many private calls over the year. This is the first time we've intentionally created a conversation together to share. but you have so many beautiful things to say. I'm so excited to, to dive in.
0: I'm thrilled. I mean, just to give everyone some background, you know. Regina and I have known each other for a few years now, and the depth and the quality of the conversations are always some of my favorite things to look forward to every week. And so, I'm just glad that other people get to be a fly on the wall for a conversation that we tend to have that we tend to have pretty often.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So, of course, we're going to be talking about journaling. So, let's just dive in with a, a very straightforward questions: like, how did you first discover the magic of journaling?
0: So it wasn't because I was smart or anything like that. I had a mentor actually. This was after about a year of me being in business and I was really burned out. Like the business was making money, but I felt very disconnected from my work. I didn't feel like everything was in alignment. I think that's what was missing. You know, like I was making money, but I didn't feel like I was a part of the story. And there just felt like there wasn't each dot connecting the way I I, I felt like it should. And so when I, when I met uh, my mentor, a guy named Yannick Silver, who is just a phenomenal journalist himself, I, I bought his course that taught people how to turn their businesses into something that created more fulfillment in their lives. So whether it was infuse more of them into the business, really discover who you are kind of thing. And um, in module one of that course, he asked me to write down 15 things that I was grateful for. And I remember the first, that was the first time I'd really kind of sat down and, and it's not just put pen to paper, but like put pen to paper with feeling, which I think is a whole nother conversation. Mm -hmm. And I remember, you know, the first five or six were like, my mom, my dad, you know, food, air, you know, very basic stuff. But once I started getting to the latter numbers, I ran out of the basic things to write about. And I started writing about things that were very, very, very personal very in-depth, and the words started flowing out even more. And what started out as one-word answers turned out to be one-paragraph answers. And what I thought was going to be a 15-thing exercise turned into like a 30, 40-thing exercise because I just felt like I was letting out so much of my own consciousness, my own feelings, my own insights that I didn't even recognize I had in me. And I, I remember at that moment I was I was in awe, almost in tears because you know and gratitude journaling is one of those things where if you start practicing gratitude enough, you begin to see that the things like you begin to connect dots that you normally wouldn't connect. Like, oh, that crappy experience that I had way back when—that's the reason why I have this thing I'm very grateful for now. So mm-hmm. it almost changes your perception of time and your past and your future and you're infusing so much love and presence into the practice. And I just remember that, that first experience being such a profound experience that I was hooked. I mean, I, I journaled every day for 30 days after I I've discovered that I was just, you know, I tried different things. I, I found a bunch of prompts that were really useful. I started answering those prompts. I started doing free flow journaling. I could meditate and then I'd come out and just write whatever was coming out of me. I would, it just didn't matter. I just loved writing. By hand, there was something really powerful about writing by hand that that allowed me to connect with myself in a way that I wasn't able to connect before, and it led to some really profound shifts in my business too. I mean, my entire business changed. I found my calling uh, in that month of journaling. Actually, weirdly,
1: wow. Because you have we have a very scientific background, right? And so, did you find that this practice of journaling did that actually unlock a, like a new side of you that you'd never discovered? Did you discover this like a different voice started speaking through in your journal?
0: Yeah, I felt so, you know, I think now that I've been journaling for a few years, I can distinctly feel the difference between something that's coming from my mind and very intellectual and something that's coming from my heart and very visceral. And my mind being the engineer, it's very logical. It's, you know, one plus two equals three. It's it's based in facts. But when, when I'm journaling by hand, and I'm really free flowing and, and infusing emotion into it. I think flooding emotion into your writing is just one of the most important aspects of, of journaling. You know, it's not just about facts. It's not, this is your chance to actually play with your feelings. Because if you truly think about it, like your body stores memories in the form of feelings in your subconscious. So when you're feeling what you're writing, like you're actually flowing things and accessing parts of your brain that you normally wouldn't even have access to. And so, you know, for me, that's what it was. Like I was journaling, but I was really, I I would always start journaling with gratitude. So like, that was a really important practice for me. Like before I actually got into what I wanted to journal about, I would always activate my emotions and flood myself with gratitude so that I would get into that feeling space so I wasn't in my mind. So that was very different. Uh, And then I won't even talk about left-handed journaling. That was like a whole nother world of possibility that my engineer mind didn't even comprehend. Like I couldn't even comprehend how crazy that was. And so, yeah, I I think that journaling in general, both with emotion and then switching my hands and having that process, it just allowed me to have a more, more connected experience. It connected me with my body, uh, which I think is an incredible source of wisdom that human beings have been taught to disconnect from.
1: Yeah. I'd love to dive more deeply into this idea that journaling can help you kind of stir up emotion, feel more fully into yourself. Because you mentioned something about how, like, emotionally, we're, we're not really taught to dive into our emotions. And I remember when I was learning to be a complementary therapist, like, years ago, like, my massage teacher used to say to us that your muscles store emotion, like, this, there's this memory of emotion in your body, and that's why after you have a massage treatment, for example, you can have all this emotion stirred up and you feel these thoughts and feelings, etc. And you kind of gave the impression that journaling can do something similar that can help you kind of unlock the emotion that be stored inside your body. So can you talk us a little bit more about what that experience is like and how that's been valuable for you?
0: Yeah, so I'm a huge fan of writing when I feel. You know, it's actually become a very therapeutic form. Journaling is free therapy. I mean, you're being your own therapist in a lot of ways because you're becoming the observer of the experience you're having. There's one element of writing so you can feel, but I think it's easier for people to feel and then write as a result. So if you're having a day where everything's just going wrong, or let's say you have a conversation with your loved one and you're triggered, like something, they say something that just activates you. Well, that's an opportunity for you to actually sit there in the suck, in that feeling and actually ask, okay, what about this experience? Like, why did that trigger me? What part of me is triggered right now? And then with a line of questioning, like over the years, I've learned a lot of tricks that's allowed me to go deeper into my body. So like when I feel triggered, now I can ask myself, is there a time in my past that this has happened again? Can I recall a, uh, you know, a period of my childhood or is there, is, 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 where do I feel it in my body? And, and, and by, through a line of questioning, I just get more connected to the actual experience. And when you sit in the experience, you learn how to actually create a container for feeling, which is ultimately the container for healing. Right? Because when you, when you allow yourself to feel whatever you're sitting in, like it alchemizes it. Like It's not necessarily something that you run from anymore because no emotions are inherently good or bad. It's the judgment of the emotion that causes the suffering. And so I think journaling when you're feeling or journaling to feel or feeling and then journaling is just a beautiful process of actually allowing yourself to be more human like you're creating a practice in a container to just observe what's happening and observe what's coming up in a very non-judgmental way like you can say stuff about yourself that no one else is going to see because it's your journal right like it's your th- it's your private process like it's yours to say like you, there's no way to get it wrong it's just you're having a conversation with yourself and the more you have conversations with yourself the more you learn to trust yourself and the more you learn to trust yourself the more you learn to navigate this roller coaster, we call being a human being.
1: So I love what you're saying there about feelings. And I think, I think a lot of us struggle to experience certain feelings because they're judged as bad or certain things are judged yeah. as good. And so have you found that through journey, you've yeah. become much more emotionally intelligent in the sense that you're able to comfortably feel that this whole spectrum. And if so, can you explain how that's impacted your life?
0: Oh my gosh. I mean, emotional intelligence is absolutely built. Some people have are more empathetic than others, sure, but emotional intelligence is nothing but learning your emotions so that you can see and experience them in others when they're happening. That's all it is. So the more you learn to feel your emotions, the more you learn to have discernment when you're angry or when you're sad or when you're happy, the more you can become an observer of your own life's journey and experience, the more emotionally intelligent you become right? It's natural. It's like you're, it's a mirror. Like whatever you feel inside is what you're going to be experiencing and seeing outside. So I, I truly do believe that journaling and I'm not always saying paper and pen, like that's how I traditionally like to journal, but sometimes I'll have my phone in my pocket. And like, if something comes up and I don't have a pen and paper on me or if I'm in a car or something like I'll usually just bust out my phone and I'll just make a note of what's coming up. And then in the morning and in the evening, I use a self journal so, you know, in the morning and in, in the evening, like I, I will actually sit down and pay attention to, I'll look at my notes and be like, okay, so that thing came up for me today. What was that trying to teach me? What was that moment? Like it's, it's almost like you're capturing the highs and the lows and then allowing yourself to learn from the highs and the lows. And when you do that over time, you start to actually teach your body how to regulate your emotions. You're really teaching yourself how to be your own like like you really are like no one else is going to be able to teach you how to be human like people can give you tools but truly it is in the practice of feeling and it is in the practice of being the observer it is in the practice of recognizing that you are a unique beautiful human being like there's no one else out there in the world like you with your unique set of backgrounds with your unique set of circumstances with your unique traumas with your unique beauties and like so it really is just a practice of learning the uniqueness of you. And the more we can do that, the more we begin to appreciate and celebrate the uniqueness in others, which is truly what then creates connection, fulfillment, love, joy, happiness, and all of the, the values uh, you would, that, that we're all striving for to experience as human beings.
1: Well, so I'm, I'm hearing so many things here in terms of what journaling gives you. So I'm hearing it say that can help you improve your relationships because you can better, better identify where someone else is at, I'm hearing you say about how it can help increase your emotional resilience. And I'm also hearing something there about how you're using journaling to like move through life in a more conscious way. So I'm curious to know what benefits has that given you, like this conscious review every evening or like oh. unpicking things as they happen, how's that helped you get? Well, so let where me you just are? talk
0: you through my process. So I reflect every evening. I reflect and plan on Sundays, and then I'll do a month. And sort of reflection of all the highs and lows and the biggest lessons learned what I want to leave behind what I want to take with me into the next month. And I do that once a month, first Sunday of every month, usually. Uh, and then at the end of the year, I'll do a year end review so that I can set up what I want to do for the next year. I think that one framework and process has been the most profound accelerant of success, of personal growth, of Self image and awareness of confidence of, uh, almost leapfrogging across. Like I, I I would say that I've been able to achieve success faster than most individuals as a result of me being so conscious with my journaling efforts to truly capture lessons when they're happening and not just capture lessons, but actually capture, like pay attention to the right data. Because I think most people, when they journal, they're just look like, I think one of the biggest misses that people have is they don't actually capture the highs and lows. That are happening on a a daily, weekly, and monthly basis, because ultimately, like your highs and your lows emotionally, are truly the things that you learn most from. Most people call it wins and losses or successes and failures. I think paying attention to the emotional sort of impact of what's happening can truly allow you to accelerate much faster. Like when you can find experiences that that cause you to feel down, imagine you alchemized that and got rid of that and you did that every single month for a year, how much happier would you be? And, and if you're truly that much lighter and you're constantly optimizing your life for joy and the things that make most, like how much faster do you think it's, it's, it's like the compound effect, right? Like compound interest. Like in the beginning, it's just slow, but all of a sudden happiness begins to feel real buoyant and then it just starts taking off. And so you, you naturally begin to create a more energizing life which is truly what the highs and the lows, the high frequency, low frequency emotions, right? If you have a high frequency life, you're truly operating in love, joy, fulfillment, enlightenment, gratitude. Mm -hmm. I mean, those are your default operating systems. And if that's what your default operating system is, you're naturally going to be living a more energizing, vibrant, more authentic, more connected, more joyous life. And I, I truly do believe that that's where most people miss the mark. It's not about looking at what you did well and didn't do well. I do that as well. Right. I do. I, I capture my lessons. Lessons are different than capturing highs and lows, right? Like, and because lessons can become principles, highs and lows are truly there to help you increase the quality of your life. And so when you, and principles combined with a naturally high energetic state is what creates the containers, right? Principles are like the masculine energies and the, the high vibration energies like love and gratitude. Those are more the feminine. When you combine them both, you get to live a pretty extraordinary life.
1: Wow. That's epic. I love that. I love that idea of actually diving into how you feel each day so you can calibrate at this high frequency. And in turn, that enables you to move through life compressing time almost. And like as an observer of you, Raj, that's absolutely something I've witnessed is the sense that the progress you make in the, in the length of time is, is astounding. So it's, it's really exciting to hear that your journaling practice actually is one of the tools that has enabled you to make this rapid progress. But, you know, your progress is also very grounded as well because you're moving through life so consciously. And so in with this heightened state of awareness, it's not accidental. It's very, very grounded.
0: Well, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. I think that people, when you have a consistent practice of journaling or when you have a consistent, like almost routines, like I said, mine's daily, weekly, monthly, yearly. Right. So I've got checkpoints. I've got it scheduled in my calendar. I have a process and I just follow it. Mm-hmm. And so like when you have that, it's kind of hard to screw up. Like you've got your checkpoints, you've got your accountability tools. Like these are your things that you can fall back on and then just allow yourself to be ultimately present in life. And I think presence is one of those things that doesn't get talked about enough as an absolute powerhouse of, of learning. Present moment awareness, like every single thing in your life is there to specifically teach and evoke something in you. And so like, let's say you're sitting somewhere and you may feel bored. Well, when you become aware of the boredom, there can be profound lessons in it. It is not always in the big things that, that, that you get the, the biggest upticks. It's usually in the small. It's usually in the feelings. It's usually in the things that you're not paying attention to. And so when you can build a container that allows you to say, all right, at the worst case scenario, I'm going to capture like the big things. And then you allow yourself to be truly present in this life's experience and just take one step forward, create the best next thing every single day and just take whatever's in front of you as a beautiful opportunity to connect back with what matters most. You end up inevitably moving forward. Like it's impossible not to move forward. And speed is a relative concept too, right? Like at the end of the day, like some people's, like what, what may be a, like very fast to you may be not so fast to someone else. But that's the beautiful part of this process is that it's yours and, and you get to create it. And as long as you're moving towards more joy, more love in your life, I don't think you can get this wrong.
1: That makes so much sense. And I'm, I'm curious to know, are you able to like cultivate these heightened emotions and like the experience you have in life at the moment do you think you could have done that without journaling because i, I feel with journaling it, it slows everything down it helps you focus you know you can't
0: no. no 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 i i couldn't have done it without my consistent processes of reflection so i call journaling reflection to me it's truly you're you're actually looking back and so now, journaling can also be used to look forward don't get me wrong i do that as well which is probably a whole nother conversation Journaling can be used to either look forward and predict where you want to go, plan, almost see into the future, if you would. But it also, it's, for me, it's also one of the most powerful tools to catalog what's happening in your past.
1: So like at the end of the day, when you're sat with your journal, how would you actually do the process of looking back over your day so that you can extract the lessons? And
0: I usually know now. Now intuitively, I sort of know like what was the biggest lesson of the day? It was the thing that made me feel the most insecure. Truly for me, insecurity, anxiety, fear, not feeling enough. Whenever stuff like that comes up, there's a lesson in it. And I pay very close attention to it because those are the things that I don't want to be feeling. Mm -hmm. It's either things that I did really well. So if something happened that allowed me to feel extremely great, I'll capture the lesson there. Or if something didn't feel so great, I'll sandwich that thing with gratitude and find the lesson. Gratitude's a cool thing because it'll take something that you didn't want and turn it into a valuable lesson.
1: So you start by recognizing the feeling. Then how do you unpack that feeling to get to the lesson? What's the process you actually move through to get to that
0: hmm, takeaway? That's a good question. I don't know if I actually ever thought about the process. It's been so natural for me over the years. So if I make a mistake, I'll give you an example. Actually, so my business partner and I, I made a mistake a few, I think, like a few months ago. Actually, hmm. on bringing somebody on, we we hired a contractor, like a third party contractor or something, to come on and and work on one of our businesses and I was holding that person to an impossibly high standard. I remember that standard creating a very, like I was annoyed. I was angry. I was like, why can't this person do the job that I just paid them to do? Boom, 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 right? Okay, so first data point. I have the feeling that I don't want. Luckily, I went to my business partner because he's more knowledgeable than me in this area. And I shared this with him and he started sharing his perspectives back at me. So he started sharing almost like the counter to why my feeling wasn't founded in anything real. So I think what's true and, what's, and what I'm learning from that is like when when you can start to look at the opposite of the feeling, you start to see the lesson in the feeling. For example, if I feel angry at this person because this person wasn't meeting my expectations, well, was he meeting his? Yeah. Okay, so then is it my job for him to meet my expectations or my job to help him meet his? Holy crap. Okay, now the entire conversation has changed to me focusing on helping that person reach their goals as opposed to me reaching mine. And I literally took that and I turned that into like a, like that was the lesson that I wrote down for that day. The lesson was how do I take this thing that's making me so angry and make it a useful part of my life? How does how does this lesson now change? Like, wh- what is the thing I'm taking away from this lesson that I will do differently moving forward? Right. What is What is this here to teach me? How is this a great thing for me right now? You can look at an experience and just start to almost flip it and mm-hmm. try to find the positives in it, try to find the utility in it, try to find the lesson in it that you can then apply to make your life better. And it doesn't matter what, in what sense, like if you have a goal you're working towards, that's a great way to be like, how did this mistake actually help me get to my goals faster? Mm -hmm. Right. If it's so you can be more happy, it's like, okay, where did this thing come from? And why am I grateful for it? There's always a way to take whatever you're feeling and flip it. And that's the exercise that I generally do every single day. When I find something that is out of like, when I, when I, when I don't like something, it's usually when I sit down and I actually think about like, okay, how can I turn this into a positive? You know, Gratitude is just, active appreciation is the biggest cheat code anyone can have, truly, because you're literally rewriting the meaning behind every experience in your life. Everything's happening for you then. Every single thing's happening for you. And that's such an easy filter to have because then you don't have to waste time figuring out, oh, why did this thing happen? Why did that happen? No, you're just like, everything's happening for me. So then you, you, you almost practice the art of finding the gold in the mud. And that's the practice that I think I've internalized over the years.
1: I love that because it sounds like instead of wasting time in a funk where you're like, oh, but why is this happening to me? This is so unfair, blah, blah, blah. And that, that kind of high level emotion. If you can just accept that, okay, there is a lesson in this. I'm committed to finding it. You can die through all that clutter at the, at the surface and then really start getting to the meat of what the situation is that you can take away. Yeah. And I'm curious to know that once, so once you've grasped the lesson, like how do you embody it? Because I think a lot of people may be, and this is a benefit of journaling, right? Is that like you capture the lesson, but how do you make sure you don't keep making that same mistake again? You actually embody what you learn so it doesn't just kind of get lost in the flurry of, of everything else that's going on.
0: Well, that's why I have a daily, a weekly, and a monthly practice. Right. I go back and review my lessons.
1: How do you do that? That's it.
0: So every day I'll have lessons. I'll design my life so I can't not miss what I'm learning that's it. Like I just, I, it's like, if I've learned something so important, it gets reiterated three times. Like for example, in my team, right? Like I have a daily practice, but then on Fridays we have shout outs and then wins and challenges. Mm -hmm. So my biggest lesson will get brought up in wins and challenges. And then on Sunday, when I do my reflection for what I, or when I, when I do my planning for the previous week, I literally look back at the week and then it gets reiterated again as the biggest thing that I learned. And then at the end of the month, I look at everything and I'm reiterating it again. And if it keeps coming up as the most important thing, it gets caught. And most of the time I found that like, again, like if you have the right principles, most of the lessons lead to the same principles. And that's mastery.
1: Interesting. Talk about, talk about that. What does that mean? So
0: mastery is not actually having millions of rules. Mastery is having a few rules that literally govern everything. True mastery is like, like when, you, when you start to capture all these lessons, it's like mastery then just kind of says that, all right, like, no, I actually just need to operate with these. Like, Act of appreciation, like that to me is like one of the most powerful tools that captures visualization. It captures manifestation. It captures, you know, law of attraction. Like, I mean, all these other lessons that you would learn in a book or through life, like to me is now boiled into just appreciate the hell out of everything. If you appreciate everything, you literally change the genetic makeup. Like you change your mind into noticing things to be grateful for. And the more things you're grateful for, the more you're going to receive. Like you just start to take everything and turn it into a blessing. So you inherently have more blessings. Logically, that makes perfect sense. Right, it does. <laughs> right? So like I have more blessings than most people because I'm just, I've just trained my mind to see them.
1: And So in the beginning when you were doing this, did you have to like get a habit tracker and tick it off? Or how, how did you make it a thing that you did consistently?
0: Uh, well, the self journal helped. Like this was truly, I think I've, I, have a, I did a photo shoot a few years ago, or I think it was last year. I'm an avid journaler. So, we did this photo shoot where I had a stack of journals like right next to me wow. and I was just writing in them. I think about like 75% of those journals on the stack were self journals, like just because like I've been using it for so many years now. And I remember when I first got started in entrepreneurship, this was one of the first tools that I used to help use it. And it was so powerful for me, like mm-hmm. just being able to like track my day. And, you know, so it initially started with this tool, a very simple tool. And then it turned to, again, like, you know, I have my, my phone. Now, like I tend to now know that now it all just comes back to principles and values. What are the values that I live into that can then lead to me having all of the rules that I've set for my life, all of the lessons that I've learned from my life to actually fall into place? What are the ones that consistently keep showing up? And I just put those into value sets that I'll either put as affirmations. I'll let it print out on my wall. I'll have in my phone. So, I, th- I think over time it's become more internalized. Like, I just know what my core is. I know what my essence is, and I know what I'm living into. Like, it's repetition. You know, over time, you begin to learn what works and what doesn't work. And over time, your body begins to do the things that work more naturally. And if you can pay attention to that in your lessons and your reflections, like, what have I been doing consistently over the years? And you turn those into principles and values that you live into then over time, you actually build an operating philosophy. It's, It's an operating system, like it's your software. It's not necessarily something you even need to track because it's what's running the system. Like you're rewriting code, like you're taking out faulty pieces of code that you didn't even ask for, that were given to you by society, your parents, culture, and you're slowly but surely just trading them out for things that are actually working in your life, that are actually leading to joy, that are actually leading to love and connection. So it's a a consistent practice. Like It's not something that happens overnight, but it is consistent. And it can be done with tracking and using simple tools like a journal or simple tools like just you being able to reflect and practices that allow you to reaffirm what is working and put that into practice each day.
1: I love that this is kind of built up into this principles and operating system. And it almost feels like the, the thing you've just been explaining there is how you've like literally rewritten yourself to become a truer version of, of who you want to be?
0: Yeah. I mean, I, was, I wasn't born this way. I will tell you that. <laughs> when, when I discovered how powerful self-awareness was, my life changed. When I first started in entrepreneurship, I used to read books on habits and mindset and all the think and grow riches and the compound effects and the one things and all the things, the hacks, the tools, the tricks. But it wasn't until I started actually discovering who I was that I felt the most profound accelerance in my personal growth and my ability to achieve the things that I wanted to achieve in my life and my ability to experience the things that I wanted to experience in my life. It, most people, we, we have this idea that adding more on, like we're not enough, so we need to add more. But what I've found is that decluttering who you are so that you can get back to the core just allows you to have less weight and move faster. Journaling is one of the most powerful ways to declutter what's not yours by paying attention, by catching things before they become too big of a problem, by, by learning to feel and learning to trust yourself when you feel, you know, these are the, these are the tools that allow you to navigate crisis, chaos, uncertainty, the darkness, whatever you want to call it. This is, these are tools that allow you to find your center and stay grounded, right? Like it's, it's, that's, that's what allows you to have like the ability, the confidence to actually go into the darkness and to, to build your dreams and go after the things you want because you know that you can always come back to a practice. You can always come back to your principles. You can always come back to me just capturing three things I'm grateful for at night. You can always come back to you just capturing what worked at the end of the week. Those are the, those are the practices that truly change lives. It's not the big things. It's, it's the little things and the little things compound over time.
1: Yeah, I think that's a really important point there, isn't it? In the sense of this compounding effect is that, sometimes we get frustrated and irritated because like our goal still feels like a long long way off but actually if you just take a step every single day and again and again and again and again like before you know it the gap from where you are where you are now to where you started out is you don't even recognize yourself because you've moved such a distance and your goals might change anyway because as you evolve into a bigger version of yourself you desire different things you choose different things and i think journaling is that useful tool that can can have you with that kind of lifestyle. So for me, like one of the things I love about journaling is often I I tap into a like a different voice inside. Often I write things to think, whoa, where did, where did that come from? Where did that insight come from or did that idea come from? Do you have a similar experience to that? And if so I'd love to Oh
0: you know I have a similar experience it? You you baited me on that one. You baited, exactly on that. It, yeah, you, baited, you baited me on that
1: one. baited you baited me on that
0: one. The answer is yes. Sometimes I feel like I get insights that I can't explain. Sometimes I get access to knowledge and wisdom that is just beyond me. I can't explain it. It's just channeled in some ways. That to me is evolution speaking through you. And that to me is, I, I truly believe that we're all connected. You know, this is a spiritual, I'm going to get a little spiritual right now, but I truly do believe that we all come from the same place and we're all part of the same conscious sort of, life force. Like we're all like, we may look different. We may act different, but we're all made of energy. We're all made of the same stuff. So, you know, we all come, we're all powered by the sun. We're a part of nature. So when you slow down enough and journaling is a practice of slowing down. And, and, and when you combine journaling with meditation, my gosh, the, the, the effects are profound. I mean, I, I have been a consistent journaler after meditating for years now. I'll drop in, I'll just sit with myself and whatever comes, usually something comes up that I don't even know why or how it's like this. And, and to me, I've heard different people describe it differently. It's not necessarily, some people it's like an audible voice, like a voice is speaking to them. Other people, it's almost like a like a, it's like a whisper and you just kind of feel it in your body. Like, oh, that's what I need to say next or do next. And then other times you just bust out a piece of paper and you just start writing, and somehow, some way, you start writing things that you don't even realize you were thinking about. And all of that is, to me, nature speaking through you. All of that, to me, is your uniqueness, your soul, your your connection to life force speaking through you and using you as a vessel. Writing is only one form; music is another form, right? Like people get lost in music, in art, in creation, anything that involves like strokes of brilliance and genius. All of that is just flashes of life force coming through you. And so I truly do believe that. And that's, that's where really like, you know, when we talked about, you know, there's journaling for reflection in the past, but there's journaling for presence as well. Like presence inside of presence, like when you're just channeling what comes, you're truly allowing alchemy to happen. Like you're truly allowing transformation and something that isn't even you to flow through you. I remember the, the idea for stay grounded was a channeled piece. Like I stay grounded is my, my podcast and a lot of like my, my life's work now in a lot of ways. I remember I was meditating and I was just sitting with it. And all of a sudden I had this, like this weird feeling that I knew how to make all the dots in my life connect. And I didn't know how this was like on day 27 of my 30 day journaling. And I was just like, I don't even know why I literally sat there and I just started writing and it just came out of me. It was like flowing and all the dots connected. And then the word at the bottom was stay grounded. I help people stay grounded in the moments they love. I was like, whoa, (laughs) what? it It was so powerful because it like, and when I saw the word stay grounded, I was like, oh, like if you feel like, yes, that's it. Like you've got the answer. And it's like, you don't know where it came from, but it's yours. And I think that's what evolution is. Like when you really sit down and feel that inner voice that isn't necessarily yours, like, you learn to actually channel the next best step, the next best thing in your life. If you're unsure of what to do, listen. Like if, you, if you're in a fork in the road, listen. Like if you have multiple choices, listen. Like if you slow down and truly allow yourself to flow the answer, generally speaking, you're gonna get to the right thing. That's why left-handed journaling for me, like whenever I'm stuck between, when I don't know what to do, like my right hand, so my, my right hand is very logical. I think that comes from my left brain, I think. Like, I don't know, it's something left brain, right brain, something like that. My right hand's really, really, really logical. When I'm stuck or when I just want my heart to speak, I just put it in my left hand and I'm like, what do you think? And I get a completely different answer. And usually the answer that's most connected to what is true for me. I love that. And I let that guide my entire life. I've I've done it for years now. Some of my most, we had an idea for a staffing company, like we're building a staffing company right now. And that idea was purely a left-handed thing. It wasn't even something that came. I literally was like, what do we need to do next? And I was like, staffing company. Go. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I know to trust that left hand now, so I just move forward. And you just begin to trust the wisdom. Mm-hmm. Because once you start with your left hand and an answer, a flash comes out, that's my other voice. Like my left hand is my other voice. Then I can take my right hand and go illogical and plan it out and map out the steps and do all the things. But it's a beautiful combination. So, yeah, so long story short, I speak through Mother Nature. I love it. She speaks I love through me. It. <laughs>
1: And I think there's something too that that kind of speaking this deeper voice, it's much harder to access that just through thinking because there's something about actually emptying your head and getting thoughts onto paper that yeah. almost acts like a lubricant. And as as the more you write, the more stuff can come out because the more space there is to create. And I think we all have this like this intuition, this sense of something else inside of us or somewhere outside of us that can channel through and share insights and wisdom. I, I love that stay grounded story because because as you say, stay grounded at the time. It's about coffee, right? It was like the yes. perfect phrase. Like it's unbelievable. And, and
0: to, to see what it's turned into now. Yeah. Right. Like that's the beautiful thing. Like it started out as what it was supposed to be in that moment. And it just grows because it came from the heart. When something comes from your heart and that inner voice, and we truly learn to trust that inner voice, like you're actually building an aligned life where everything just lines up. Everything lines up. Your heart is, is what's connected to life. Your mind is usually the last thing to comprehend what the hell is going on. Like it is, it is the last, it's the last guy to the party for sure. Your heart though is connected to something much deeper, much, much more intimate source of wisdom, the wisdom of life. And when you can learn to listen to that voice, which I think is the other voice that you were talking about, it's the voice of your heart. It's the voice that's connected to all things. It's the voice that's driven by love and, and, and purity. When you can truly get beneath and feel into that, your feelings help you get there. And stillness helps you get there, that's when you get to truly channel magic, unique magic that's only yours. That voice is no one else's. That voice is, is, is yours. And that's, and that's the voice that truly moves mountains. It's the voice that, that, that connects people. It's the voice that, that births ideas that change the world. That's the voice that we've been taught to ignore, that we've been taught to mistrust. And if you get anything out of journaling, it's truly connecting back with that voice is one of the biggest gifts you can give yourself really truly is to learn to love listen and trust that voice.
1: And I love the fact that journaling like something as crazily simple as writing in a notebook can actually unlock all of this like incredible stuff that that's inside you and you to say this it's like this unique gift that's just for you that you can use for your own life but also to share with others and So that's my little bridge there into something else that I know you really enjoy doing is that sometimes journaling, I know we say journaling is private, it's for you, and absolutely it is, but I think sometimes journaling can also turn into, for example, content creation. So if you're someone who wants to build a personal brand or you're wanting to post on social media, Raj, can you talk a little bit about how you sometimes turn your journaling content into content that you publish and share? How does that work?
0: Yeah. I mean, it kind of depends. I've had different seasons of this over life. I think for me in this moment, the most authentic way I usually write either in my notebook or my notes app on my iPhone Mm -hmm. from there, I'll just try writing every day. And usually when I write something that I like, or that really resonates or that I think is going to help somebody, I'll begin to flesh it out with more, more form, more shape, and 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 turn it into something that I can actually share with the world. I, I don't share everything because I tend to write crazy sometimes. Like my voice on the inside <sighs> is wild. Like it's doesn't really it doesn't really like flow with any like sometimes syntax, like it's just crazy prose and like and I love that. Like this, so for me it's it truly is a chance for me to be as creatively expressed as I can be. So yeah. not everything makes it out there. Um, but usually in all that mess is a, is a, is a, is a gem or two that can then mm-hmm. turn into social media content. So I, I think that journal entries are a beautiful way to create content consistently. It feeds multiple purposes. Like, sure, do you want to, if you wanted to share your journals, you could. But truly, it's just a healthy habit, which then leads to you being able to share content if you want to. Yeah. I think that is the true gift. Like you're not doing it because you have to. You're doing it because you want to, which ends up creating better content altogether. Yeah, and more authentic content. More like authentic because you're journaling. It's it's authentic content. It's coming from you. That voice.
1: And I think there's something really powerful as well. Like when you identify something, you're like, oh, this this is something I want to share. That act of crystallizing it in a way that turns something that you were just writing for you into something you want to share. It helps you to grasp the lesson even more fully. It's that whole teaching. It's that teaching philosophy as well.
0: That's exactly right. Again, you find your principles.
1: Yeah.
0: Your principles become the things that you share.
1: Uh-huh.
0: If, especially if you're a thought leader, if you're a thought leader, and if you're somebody who's trying to build that, that leadership, right? Like people want to learn your principles. They want to learn your, why you do the things you do. And that comes from reflection. That comes from processing things. That comes from you spending enough time in the lab, figuring it out. And what better place to do it than a journal?
1: Wow. So I love that we've taken this journaling journey from like an exploration of feelings all the way up to a business building tool that can help you become a thought leader and clarify and crystallize your own principles that you can be living the most authentic life for you. I mean, that, that's, that's such a powerful journey, like to track it back that way. That's like, whoa, who'd have thought?
0: There's so much, there's so much that can happen when you truly begin to pay attention, which is ultimately what journaling forces you to do. Forces you to pay attention to what's happening. And if people just did that, if that, they did that one thing, just pay attention, be conscious, be intentional. My gosh, like you don't have to be the best journal in the world. You can internalize those concepts through journaling, which will just make your life better.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. You don't have to be a good writer. It's not about being a great writer. It's just about getting stuff outside, getting stuff from inside outside, so that you can reflect and use it. Yeah, for sure. I love that. Um, okay, Raj. So the last thing I ask people to do on my podcast, I invite you to share a journaling prompt. So. What is either a technique or a question that you would invite the listeners to tap into? So oh expensive.
0: man! Uh, so I'll give I'll give two. Go for one it. for one for connecting with that inner voice, and then one that I think just a powerful business question that cool. I, I think uh, just. So I'll start with the business question first. Business question is: How can I make twice the money with half the effort?
1: That's a good question. I will be working on that one. Love it! Thanks for sharing that one.
0: Yeah, ask that one. Pretty often and sooner or later, you will 80-20, the 80-20, the 80-20 and make your life exponentially better. The other one for me is truly just asking, what do I need to know?
1: I love that question. That's, that's like, such what, a what, great question for like that stream of consciousness journaling and just like seeing what is there for you.
0: Post-meditation, it's just like, what do I need to say? What do I need to, what do, what do I need to remind myself? what is the reminder I need today? And that to me is just, it's been so cathartic because, you know, I'll wake up with anxiety I'll wake up with scenarios. My brain's going crazy. And when I meditate, it almost brings me back home, brings me back to center. And then when I put those words to paper, it makes it real. And so it's just a beautiful way to connect back with yourself and remind yourself that you are okay. We're all okay. We're all just, we're going to be okay. We're all going to be okay
1: yeah that's isn't that strange that's such a powerful like karma like it's gonna be okay it's like you're right and in the moment things can feel like they're completely out of control but see it all passes and then you're on to the next thing and you look back and think why why did I get so hurt about that yeah okay wow this has been such an amazing conversation like I've learned so much about your journey practice Uh, I'm I'm excited to try some things that you have shared and Raj, I know you're doing so many things at the moment, but if if our listeners want to hear more about you, share a little about what you're up to and where we can find you.
0: Best place, I have a podcast. Uh, It's called Stay Grounded with Raj. We're on all the podcast apps. Talk a lot about spirituality, living a full intentional life, vulnerable conversations with beautiful people around concepts like death, living intentionally, business. I mean, really, like it's just a beautiful expression of life and how to be more human so check me out there i'm on social media all over the place and come say hi if you heard anything that was helpful um let me know
1: yeah and as a regular listener of Stay ground and myself i highly recommend the podcast it's amazing you have the most amazing guests the most amazing conversations like every week it's something that you take something away so it's by your journey so i would definitely recommend checking out Roger's podcast thank so, you thank well, you thank you so much this has been amazing I'm really excited to get this one out. People hear more about how you've actually achieved everything that you've achieved because your journey is just such an interesting. It was just
0: one tool. I'll say that I, there's a lot of hard work, a lot of asking for help. There's many things I, I want to say. You know, journaling combined with all of the other habits and principles that can lead to success uh, will inevitably get you there. And journaling is definitely something that'll get you there faster. Thank you so much.